When the bombs are falling, this kind of nonsense will fall away. Well, as many of you probably know, I'm a pilot and I'm a historian. And speaking as a pilot and a historian, I can tell you that for most of my adult life, certainly, uh, and I've thought about this quite a bit, there is no place in history that I, where I would have been rather than uh, in England in uh, the summer of 1940, flying for the Royal Air Force and Spitfires going up there and defending the country against these oncoming waves of unstoppable German bombers. For me, that is the place I really spiritually feel like I belong. Winston Churchill famously said of that conflict, and especially of the extremely small number of young men who fought that battle and who fell asleep on landing, these, these, these pilots flew so many sorties, they would be on the ground with the propellers running, the crews would run up and hope, wondering if he'd been shot. No, they're just asleep in the cockpit. Winston Churchill looked at these young men, he said, never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. Times have changed a little bit in Britain and with regard to the Air Force, uh, the Royal Air Force, uh, I think probably now the best way you could put it would be to say never in the field of human conflict was so little owed to so many by so few. Uh, the, uh, the Royal Air Force has recently um, instituted a policy, which is now, of course, in the process of being backtracked, but nevertheless issued orders saying that from this point forward, the Royal Air Force was no longer going to accept pilot applications from white males. Uh, Steve, why don't we start with you? Um, my first response to this would be to say, if it hadn't been for the white males in the Royal Air Force, you'd be issuing that decree in German. Uh, and as far as the pilots of color that you're trying to get into the Royal Air Force, there wouldn't be any pilots of color or any people of color in Great Britain if these young white males had not gone up and did what they did, if Germany had beaten the British in the Battle of Britain, these people would have been exterminated. That was their plan to do it all over the world. This, this to me is, is offensive on so many levels. And I thought I'd ask you which level offends you the most. You know, uh, Montgomery said that if we lose the, the battle in the air, we lose the war and we lose it quickly. Um, and it, it, we didn't know until after the fact, really, but, the Battle of Britain was the, the the fulcrum. It was the tipping point in the European theater of operations. Uh, if yep. if Hitler had knocked Britain out of the war in 1940 or 41, uh, that would have been it. Um, the, the Soviets would have surely been beaten. The U.S. never gets in the war. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of General Plan East, which was Hitler's plan for uh, what he was going to do with the, uh, the the Slavic lands in Eastern Europe. But it was going to make the Holocaust look like just a little batting practice. Um, he was mm -hmm. going to enslave, uh, murder or displace 120 million Slavs, Russians, Ukrainians, Belarus, uh, just gone. Uh, it, it would have been the biggest genocide in, in history. It would have been basically the biggest genocide possible unless somebody took on China in the same way. It was just not going to happen. Um, occupation plans for Britain were just awful indeed. Um, everything, everything hinged on the Royal Air Force it, it, over the course of a, a matter of weeks. And it's uh, what what they did is something that needs to be remembered and treasured and you know, epic poems <laughs> need to be written to the RAF in the Battle of Britain. 
And instead, uh, we're gonna we're gonna just uh, Britain's just gonna piss on that legacy, that that beautiful, wondrous, war winning legacy. Um, to tell your own people that eighty seven percent of you aren't wanted here in the Royal Air Force is is not just an insult to history. It's it's an insult to the talent pool you need for for any military. You you cannot you cannot take a milit you cannot forge a fighting force out of out of seven percent or excuse me thirteen percent of your population. Britain is eighty seven percent white, um, so you can't build a fighting force out of the just. You know, we we talk about this this sort of suicide of the West, Bill, and this is that's it. This is just one more example of this ongoing slow motion suicide. Uh, Scott, we, in our backstage show, we mentioned this a few times. Uh, Jordan Peterson pointed out that in a free society where people are allowed to do whatever they want to and there are no barriers to admission, he says you're going to find that 95% of engineers are going to be male and 95% of nurses are going to be female. The left believes that the reason that it's not 50-50 is because there's not enough strong female engineers on, on TV shows and so on. But that hasn't been true. That that idea of blocking people hasn't been true for 30 years. And certainly women and uh, and minorities are, are actually fast-tracked in these cases. Um, what I think, I'm sorry, I should have stopped this a little earlier. What I think is, is interesting is, is this. This isn't about the fact that you can't have good pilots who are women or, or, I, or I just will not say that word people of color. Pilots of color, okay, are, are perfectly capable of being as good as, as anybody else, but they are not there in the same numbers. I was referring to Jordan Peterson a minute ago. Basically what he would, you could go to any airport in the world and it's a game preserve for white males. I mean, that's what it is. It's, that's who you find there. And, to say that we are going to exclude this huge majority of the talent pool in order to reach some kind of racial quota system is not just an insult to all of the um, all of the potential pilots who you're turning away. It's also an insult to whatever whatever people, whatever women, or whatever uh, 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 minority people could have made it in the RAF. Now. You have the opportunity to say to them, well, yeah, you're a pilot for the RAF. Congratulations. They turned the spigot off on, on 85% of the total applicants. No wonder you're there. Yeah, I'm the I'm the top 1% of the 13%. Um, yeah, that's not exactly a, a great bragging rights. You know, I, I know there's no way to pull this off, but I think if the RAF were smart, they'd try to figure out a way to do their recruiting, promoting, and even assigning um, in a in a blind fashion. In other words, there are no white males in the cockpit. There are good pilots. There are competent pilots. There are great pilots, and and sometimes there are dead pilots. Um, there are. It's your uh, racial makeup is not a characteristic that determines your success in the airplane. However. As you said, if you cut out 87% of the population uh, that you can draw from, you know, as I, in our backstage episode, I mentioned, it's like in a, here in Texas, if you've got a school district that has 1,000 or 1,500 kids in the graduating class and you go up against a school that has 150 kids in the graduating class, my guess is that the pool from which you pulled to assemble your football team would be 
have some advantages over that school that only had 150 in the graduating class. And so this just comes down to to sheer numbers and the selection of excellence uh, that you get to choose from. I would not have been a great pilot. I should not be in that selection pool. I I also happen to be a largely white, largely male person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in every way that is important. And uh, and so, you know, just because I'm part of the 87 or the 80, what would have been? Yeah, 87 percent uh, that's being excluded, like I would have self-excluded. I'm not going to try to apply to be a pilot. Um, I can't do it. If somebody wants to be a pilot, they should have a chance to be a pilot. Um, and you, the people in the RAF or any other military force, needs to back off on their agenda of trying to make sure they equally distribute the positions in their forces and say, if it were my child and the Germans, so to speak, were flying over my neighborhood, who would I want in the cockpit of that fighter jet that's going to bring those bombers down before they kill my child in the crib? Scott's right on the uh, on the reason that you get this kind of... Um idiocy folks the reason that that a country can afford to be as stupid as as that stupid enough to make a rule like that is because there haven't been any bombers over london for 72 years and there haven't been any bombers over london for 72 years because of the white males that brushed them back last time but this kind of thing will continue and it will continue until there are again bombers over london and when there are bombers over london again then all of a sudden we will not be making these kind of decisions instead of saying hmm we better send up our best pilots of color, our best female pilots. They'll be saying, we better send up the best pilots we have. If you happen to be in that group, then that's that's the criteria. When the bombs are falling, this kind of nonsense will fall away. The problem with this entire truism of history is the bombs have to fall. We just can't seem to learn that this kind of stupidity is what brings about the kind of horrible conditions that eliminates this kind of stupidity. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time here on Right Aid. <laughs>